Welcome to episode nine of the show. Thank you for joining me. Today I've got Duncan Ivany of the North Coast Band, who just released their debut album last week. They were just doing some tour dates over the weekend, but I got to talk to them just before they played their album release party on Friday night last week. They still have some Southern Ontario dates coming up throughout October, so check out their website and their social media to see where they will be playing. The album is called Feel the City. You can check it out on all streaming platforms. It's a bit of indie folk vibes to it. So check it out and share it around. Duncan is an awesome guy. And on this episode, we're going to talk about the process behind writing the whole album, how they managed to arrange and self-produce everything, and then how they sort of approached getting everything mixed and mastered. We also talk about where you can get some CDs and short run vinyls done for your tour dates. And those would be some sort of Canadian based companies. All right, let's get into this conversation with Duncan. And I hope you enjoy the show. Dude, I'm here with half of the uh, half of the North Coast band at the moment. Connor's just out cruising. Um, you guys are jumping on the studio call with me just before you're doing a little band practice for. Uh, you know, you have your album release show on Friday. Yes. Um, yeah. On Alliston, is it? Yeah, exactly. So we have actually about five dates coming up. Um, so the first date is in Alliston. Um, my brother Connor and I we both went to high school in Alliston. So okay, uh, that's kind of like our a little bit of a homecoming for us this weekend. Yeah. And then playing at Everdale Organic Farm on Saturday as well. Um, having Innes Wilson's Freightliner open for us. Um, we opened for them at Brothers back in July. So they're kind of returning the favor for us. And uh, it's going to be a great time. We have a community harvest day going along with that as well. Um, you can come out, harvest some carrots, harvest some potatoes. Um, and that's all going towards a good food project. So uh, some really cool stuff happening with the album and and things surrounding it as well. So just yeah it's been a lot of planning i'm sure you know just in <laughs> terms of everything that goes on um and literally like hopping on this call going out the door going to band practice like it's it's a whirlwind i know man and speaking of it like how long would you say you've been sort of like, like writing this whole pro project i know you put out two singles this year that are on the album as well but when, when did you when would you say that you kind of officially started writing this whole this debut album um it's, it's actually interesting that you asked that. I was like doing a lot of reminiscing um, over the past a little bit. Um, I'm working at Everdale, um, Everdale Organic Farm, which is just outside of, of Guelph. It's um, close to Hillsburg. And uh, oh, yeah. Connor and I were living in a little cabin. And um, for people who follow our music, we have an uh, album called The Cabin Demos. So that was recorded in the cabin. And um, so going back to work at this farm that, I we lived at and we started writing this album in so it was probably about two years two and a half years ago I, like just before the start of the pandemic that the first song on the album white windows was written so yeah and that, that was written with with cat steves as well she's a, a great um guelph musician no way i didn't know cat um wrote that one with you that's awesome yeah yeah she actually just sent me a recording of us like writing it for the first time and uh like me tearing up a little bit and stuff at the end so i think that was exactly two years ago when we when, he, when we wrote white windows and then two and a half years ago there was like the starting of of white windows was just like a random chorus that i kind of had in my head and uh i had gone back home at the start of the pandemic and i was just kind of re reminiscing on these 
these things and uh that turned into white windows and that turned into to the album two and a half years later that's wild and that you didn't that single like uh, white windows isn't i mean it's not out on any of your social media stuff or anything eh it's up basically as an acoustic version okay um i've played it on the piano in a few different versions um but not not the actual recorded song we've kind of been just holding back for the album waiting for for people to man to listen to it (laughs) that's the hardest thing to do because it's especially if you've had it pretty much there and you're excited about it for so long it's like it's killer to actually finally get them out and release and feel like you kind of like got over this milestone and you know having things backlogged for so long i used to play in a band where we would just play and try to release everything like right away Mm, kind of screwed ourselves over for having a, a backlog but it's almost like a real um i don't know it's it's torturous in a way and like it shows kind of some self-control to be like okay we wrote these songs and we're we're kind of um chasing this message and chasing this sort of like consistency with all these songs and these kind of tones and everything so it really does take a while to craft not only a song or a single on its own but like incorporating that into a body of other music like you know between five and ten or twelve how many tunes are on your on your album right mm-hmm. yeah to- like I, I get that completely exactly what you just said um there's, <laughs> there's nine songs on the album um okay white windows started out as like an acoustic version and one of the first times me and cat recorded it just on my phone or i think it was on just through logic on this microphone um i was like i just want to release this <laughs> you know i just wanted i want to release this right now because this is how i feel uh you know it's it's great uh, but I'm so happy that we waited and I've been anticipating this for so long. Um, it's, there's just, it's a ballad, it's a power ballad and it starts, <laughs> it starts the album and I'm just, it's going to blow oh, okay, your, nice. it's going to blow your mind. Um, oh man, I'm excited to hear it. It's very like comes in very Springsteen esque with the piano and then kind of builds up through the second chorus, um, kind of cold play esque. And then you just get hit in the face with the saxophone and you're just like, whoa, <laughs> little face melter to start the album off. And yeah, I've been holding that back, but I guess that's a little bit of a little bit of a sneak peek <laughs> here for you. <laughs> we'll put, well, this will probably come out like, I guess, right in the middle or start around the start of your, uh, once your tour gets kicked off. So, so I guess that with that being said, you can hear all of these songs, uh, right now i guess yeah exactly not not in the real time of recording but now you can (laughs) yeah yeah you can hear them the album is out (laughs) and i'm guessing it's tossing it everywhere eh yeah yeah it's going going everywhere and we actually just got cds for the first time in forever nice because people are always asking i don't know about you but people are always asking us for cds now yeah, they're coming back too, and I, I'd like to do a, a run of vinyl. And um, mm-hmm. I've even talked to some folks about like doing a collaboration vinyl, where you split aside each or something and totally. do an EP, and then yeah. that way you kind of can split the cost and yeah, I don't know, split them halfway. But do you know any like that. any good vinyl providers? Because we're like, I'm just when I go to log out, it says three thousand dollars, and I'm just like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I ordered three, <laughs> I, yeah, or like thirty or something. You're just like. How? Yeah, what I know. It? I know. I don't know who you're using for your CDs. I, I I know Indie Pool. I'm not sure. I know they do a short run of vinyl. I'm not. I don't know if it's more than like 25 though. I could be wrong. But I know Indie Pool does a short run, and I feel like somewhere else just started doing it. But that's kind of a tease because I I don't know any more information I than that. There was one I was talking to um, 
our mastering guy. Um, you, you work with Christian as well, right? Oh, did Christian did the album as well? Yeah. Man? Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. Nice. So he mastered the whole album. And nice. uh, I was just chatting with him and he sent me something on Instagram. Um, I can try and pull it up here as I'm ta- talking um, for a short run of vinyl. And he's absolutely incredible. Um, Christian Montano, Montano Mastering. He's awesome, man. Which um, which songs did he do for you? Or like, did he do an album I, for you? Or He's done, yeah, he's done mostly, literally, actually literally everything except for um, a couple of songs on my other album. But he's done, he's doing everything for the album I've got him. And it's cool, man. I see him on like more and more um, on bands I know and bands who I, you know, don't know, but I'm familiar with their music. Like I know he just did a Luca Fogel. I'm not sure I'm saying that last uh, name right, but Luca is it Luca Fogali? Is it? It could be that. Yeah, I could be messing it up, but yeah. um, I think I know that's he just did a tune it. with him. Okay, could be. I saw him at Riverfest, and he was absolutely incredible. Yeah, he's magical, man. Like <laughs> I showed up, and I didn't like it was like kind of raining a little bit, and I didn't know what to expect, and I was like standing there almost just like crying because i was like so happy like it's just so emotional man it's just like his voice is beautiful you realize it's a sunny day like, oh shit i, I guess oh, it's not raining i'm yeah. just crying yeah. just like like with sunglasses on just sobbing it's like i'm fine i'm fine that's uh that's so wait christian did christian have like a short run um suggestion is that what you're looking up there he said yeah for pressing micro forum is great Oh, uh, okay. for small batch red spade records does lathe cut records for 50 or less units. That's not bad. That's, a, that's manageable. Like 50 is pretty dope for going on a, I don't know, maybe a short run of a tour or something, or even just having them for online. And you can even like do a crowdfunding or like a GoFundMe kind of thing for it or something. Yeah. Or throw like a kegger or something, you know, just have a bunch <laughs> of that. I like, you know what? I like where your head's at. <laughs> I think, I think that's the way to go, man. Like GoFundMe, like, for for certain things is great. People aren't always going to fork out money for your album. Just have a kegger. Yeah. Charge people 5 bucks like hey, you could you could I'd be way you could raise a lot of money, man. Absolutely. That's a better idea. I think <laughs> we could we could make something out of that a website where you set up keg parties and then that funds album releases and it's just it's a full circle. It's a full <laughs> full cycle. Yeah. Um I, I wanted to um I wanted to ask you about the uh first two singles cuz I you were mentioning stuff about the production and how you had like a saxophone coming in. And like, with that being said, I know I, I was listening to those two singles again um, earlier today, just to compare them again in my head. Cause I know I was like, Oh yeah, shit. I bet those are probably on the album. And then I noticed that they like, they definitely have a common voice in them. Um, and they definitely have, you know, a similar production and they sound, they have similar, I guess, genre styles to them. But they, at that, with that being said, they are pretty different um from each other as well so is, i'm wondering if that is something that is consistent in the album is there sort of an up down like uh kind of motion with it or is it is it kind of more so one of those songs it's i think it's it there's a bit of like motion to it but it's it's field to city right so that's that's the name of the album um basically connor and i had this concept that you could put this on when you're driving from like a town like Guelph. We grew up in a small town called Beaton. Um, for people who are listening, you might know where that is. You might not. It's kind of close to Allison, Bradford, like north on the 400. So basically when we were younger, we would throw CDs on in the car and 
always loved CDs that kind of started out pretty chill and then kind of built up as you got like went along. So you kind of have folkier songs. Uh, we listened to a lot of Zach Brown band growing up. So, um, you know, they have an album, um, Jekyll and Hyde, which I love because yeah. it starts off with all of these very like country tunes and very ballady with, you know, violins and trumpets and, you know, strings and very kind of down home feel. And then it escalates into electronic, um, incorporating different sounds, um, and different genres as well. Um, I think over the pandemic, Connor and I, we really both sat down (laughs) right here and we were just experimenting, kind of figuring out what we'd like to do in the studio. Um, before you were kind of saying you were in a band that just kept pumping out music. Right. So that's kind of what we were doing for a while was like, all right, get in the studio, make a four song EP, get it done in like four days or less, uh, maybe three days and then get out of there, get it mixed, get it mastered and get it on social media, like get it out there sort of thing. And, um, it's great. Also when I look back on the quality of work that we were putting out, it's not, it's not there and there's not as much of a consistent thought going through an entire album, right? It's kind of just random songs we pieced together. We didn't really care too much about the production of it. Um, we just wanted to, to have music up. Um, so f- right. for Field to City, it's just the, this consistent thought of like, okay, what songs work on this album? You know, I'm sure you have shelved so many songs. Every Every artist has we have like, we probably had like 50 or something. <laughs> and then it's like nine. How do you, how do you, how yeah. do you, um, but for me taking the time, taking this two and a half years, being able to sit with them is really something else. Cause then you're at work and you start singing these random songs. You're like, wait, what song is that? Oh, that's my song. <laughs> right. So, if, I don't know. I find when you sit with songs, they really grow on you and you kind of can take them in these different avenues that you would never have taken them before. Um, so what you're saying with Ohio and Little Love, you know, they're, they're two tonally very similar. There's the same voice, but one sounds like Blue Rodeo and the other sounds like, you know, the second half of Jekyll and Hyde. Like Little Love has that very synth and electronic oriented and has like this kind of breakdown that's kind of sounds a little bit metal like you could have like a drummer in there and really kind of go hard um kind of like there's like a metal version of bad habits um by my oh yeah (laughs) so there's a lot of influence from like valley and from like the 1975 and all of these different artists that i had listened to other than just blue rodeo and bruce springsteen and people i'd always kind of grown up listening to we kind of yeah yeah we want to take you on a little ride right and we want we want it to be unexpected it's cool too with albums i find those get a little less um i don't know i could be wrong i think people still get excited for certain albums but a lot of the hustle is just like you said you want people to hear it you want to get music out there so thinking about an album is like oh my god that's okay i finished one song now i gotta write 20 more and then cut it back and then record it it's like a big process so two and a half years i find it's still even a pretty quick way to put together <laughs> a cohesive like you know thought together project yeah. and then also get all the teammates involved but 
like, do you guys have I mean, I'm assuming that you and Connor have similar music tastes um, that when you write together and stuff, but I'm wondering how you kind of go about recording. Like, do you get a bunch of new people in to record with you? Or do you, I mean, I know you both play a lot of instruments between the two of you as well. Yeah. So our writing process is kind of interesting because I think we we don't really write together a lot of the time. I feel like we write separately and then we're like, this is really cool. And we bring it together or he'll send me a demo. I think that's more so because now because we're we're not living together. We were living together for so long. So we would always just be in the same house and be like, okay. And at those times we were writing a lot together. But now we've kind of changed our kind of mindset a little bit and thinking about like more a whole song before we introduce an idea necessarily. Um, mm. and so, yeah, so for the recording process, we kind of demo a lot of things and then either, you know, we'll, we've been sending them to my friend, my friend Sterling, um, he goes by Cypress Lake and so he's on little love and he's throwing the, like all those synths and all those little ear candy things that you're hearing. Um, we had that little love as just a beat, sent it to him. He sent it back and then it just kind of went went from there connor had lyrics to it and then i think i wrote the second second verse to it that's usually how it goes with me and connor he usually writes the first verse and then i write the second <laughs> <laughs> that's what i like that that's pretty cool too yeah. and it's fun to like show each other i mean i used to live with a couple of bandmates and stuff and i it was the best stuff man it was so much fun to, to be able to have that quick turnaround and then like you just both get fired up about it and and then more things come to you quickly it would be super hard i mean you can still have that relationship with someone who lives further away or, or whatever next door that you just fire things over with and you're not always in person but it'd be so hard to write things and be confident with them if you didn't let anyone hear it and then you just put it up yeah. <laughs> like i guess if you have the social media you can kind of get a bit of a an idea people are like hey i love this shit put this mm -hmm. out but if you just didn't show anybody and then you're like put it up there i mean that would be yeah. that'd be bold right it that'd would be, be it would be, be very it, bold <laughs> it's so hard to do it all like it's all by yourself so it's cool that you guys get in like little love that song i mean they both sound incredible it's cool to see um kind of your folk genre and mix slide so easily and nicely into something like little love where it's like almost a little like pop sprinkle of synths yeah. and things but it's still very much in your voice yeah i dig both those songs a lot so i'm stoked for the other seven i guess you said nine yeah. total yeah right? so there's 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 nine yeah, total sweet. um seven and then there's a few like few of the songs are what we call interludes um so instrumental songs um oh nice big inspiration from uh valley they have an album called maybe and it's very cinematic and just in the way that it flows um mm. so a lot of inspiration from that more inspiration like kind of this year from the 1975 listening to their al albums as well because they have a lot of these um you know electronic sprinkles and pop sprinkles and um very theatrical celestial tones um, so that's kind of a, a lot of what I was going for. Um, mm. yeah. So I, I don't know. I, f I feel like the album is really gonna, yeah, take you on a ride. Like I said before, and it's just, it's a really cool, cool way. It's a very cool collaboration too. Like we brought in so many different artists, um, 
I, off the top of my head, um, Brian Dowd on the drums, uh, Dan Wise on the keys, like Emma Whale, she was just on the mixing boards and she was like, hey, can I hop on the track? Go for it. Um, nice. You know, we had my, my another de- drummer, David Ball, um, Sterling came in, uh, Aiden Robson, our producer, like he wrote one of the songs with us, like actually came in and he was like, I want to, I want to write to this song. Um, it was just hmm. sent as a loop. Um, so very collaborative album. And I, th- I think that's where I write the best. Um, I, I feel like all of the ideas start by myself and then they kind of just either blossom or they don't. Um, and that's, yeah, that's where these nine songs have kind of, kind of led us. Yeah. yeah. I was, I was talking about this the other day about like, finding it because i heard you know it's good to it's good to finish a song that you started but i don't know if it's always the best idea because then you kind of get maybe burnt out on something that you're it's not a waste of time but you could be working on something that if you just start from scratch try a new riff or something Mm -hmm. but i found it hard myself to move on like if i have a batch of six songs that i'm sort of like picking at and i got a verse here and then like one of them's got a whole bunch of guitar on it and and i still am writing new shit i I find it hard to like focus on the new Mm -hmm. stuff while finishing the the new batch of stuff I also have. So I don't know if you guys find that the case as well. While you were working on this album, were you kind of like eyes down? We're finishing these yeah. nine. Now we've got them. And then we'll, we'll write after this. We'll kind of figure it out yeah, later. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. I think, so wh- one thing that you were saying, so when I'm writing, I feel like I need to finish the song. So I heard Ed Sheeran say this one time. He was like, if you're writing a shit song, you have to, just keep writing it and it's like a it's like a faucet you know sometimes shit water will come out and then it'll be <laughs> shitty for a while but then you know eventually it'll be clean and you'll be writing good songs right. so in the writing process i feel like it's crucial if you're writing a bad song and you think it's bad just to finish it and i've, I've done that many times and then just get over it it's almost like just writing a bunch of things down and then you you don't really think about them as much anymore because you've written them down. So you don't really think about that shitty song as much. You're kind of just like, all right. That's but a good point. some stuff from that song subconsciously goes into the next song that you write. That could be really good. So I feel like that happened a lot in, in this process. But in the process of these nine songs, it was like, all right, that's it. This is my life right now. You know, this is, this is everything <laughs> that I know. And we're still right. Like, like I'm sure, you know, you're kind of saying you start writing other songs, but you have this project that you started two and a half years ago. So you're just this constant, you know, you keep writing more songs and then you keep releasing music. And it's just this <laughs> never ending thing, right? Like, you're like, oh my God, I have so many songs right now. Which song, which song do I want to release? Um, so I, it's been cool to do it as kind of a project. I feel like that makes me wrap my head around mm. it a little bit more. That's a good way to put it, because I find that I often get a little bit freaked out with like, oh my, there's so much I have to do. And then also with marketing it or, you know, if you're trying to go, some people go hard on the social media. Some people go just totally avoid that route and and still have success with other things. And there's so many scams out there with like playlisters oh, totally. hitting you up, just, you know, and then, you know, that can even mm-hmm. screw you over and getting in the wrong algorithm totally. or something. And yeah. You know, there's so many Instagram accounts that are, you know, send me 30 bucks, we'll yeah. feature it on our page. Like, <laughs> All right. You just got to be like dodging and 
swift and left and right to avoid all this all the crap out there man it's distracting it's hard it's really hard i find to sometimes just to to do what you said there and focus on a project like that and and really put everything you got into it and be proud of the the outcome you know like that ultimately was where i found a big part of my definition of have, making successful music was to be excited to show people and proud of of what I've released, you know, because there are those times where you have a voice recording you're psyched about, and then somebody says, "Let me hear it," and you're like, "Oh God!" <laughs> you just recoil. <laughs> no, not right now. <laughs> but I, in like in playing devil's advocate to that too, it is good to show people stuff because oh yeah, like they could be stoked on it, or you could show them something that you don't really like, and then you show somebody, and they're like, "Oh, this is amazing," and you know, it gives it gives it new life for you, kind of too, right? Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to know. I mean, sometimes like I'll get excited about a song and it comes a little easier or whatever, or or it's just it just makes more sense in your head. You don't have to wrestle the next part as much. It just kind of fits into a puzzle piece, but they don't all fit mm. like that. Sometimes you got to chisel them down and it's a little hard to like separate yourself once you spend so much time with, I, with it. It must be like writing a book. I, I always wonder how because like one book is almost like a song yeah. in a way. I mean, much longer process, but how could you write? you know, a 500, 600 page novel and then be able to read it back over after you wrote all the words yourself and made the whole world and be like, separate yourself from it and read it without a bias. It's, it's hard. You need third parties to, to, to kind of mm -hmm. tell you, but it's, it's hard to find an honest partner that'll be like, this is, this is missing a chorus. This, mm. that's your chorus. That is not yeah. a chorus. <laughs> you need yeah. that. You need that. Yeah. For somebody. It's, <laughs> it's, it's art too. Right. So it's so, it's so hard and it's so emotional, right? So artists get so, I get so stuck on the way a song is because I get so connected to it in the way that I wrote it. And it's a process. Um, what some people don't realize is that like writing a song is like, yeah, it can be very emotional. I don't know about for you, but for me, it's like processing these things in real time and then playing them again. And you're like, oh my gosh. Um, so just trying to write sometimes is, is incredibly difficult. So writing a novel, I feel like that would be, uh, I don't even know, <laughs> right? Because I, I rewrite songs. So I don't, I don't know, like I would rewrite a whole novel, right? Oh, I'm sure that happens too. And like with that being, uh, just going off what you said there about like sitting down with it and it's emotional and you're actually, you're almost, you're almost, cause you know, you do a lot of subconscious fighting against your own mind where you want to hide away from things that make you feel bad and, and you know hide away from you know let, let yourself get distracted and not think about the serious things you got to do but when you sit down to write a song and a lot of people like to write about things that affect them emotionally and and it's hard to really stare yourself in the mirror and, and write down on that blank page and get something started and then you know ultimately to build it up to an album so would you say you write a lot of the inspiration from your lyrics or the emotions in the songs come from things that affect affects you personally or emotionally and they really resonate with you that totally. way. It's like, I think, I think in yeah. the past I wrote a, like a very, very emotionally, like white windows is a very emotional song, but I don't know that all of the songs on field to city are super emotional. Um, I kind of had a lot of just like writing from a like pretty dark place, I guess for a long time. And that doesn't really always hit when you're playing like live shows. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it, there's a time and place for it kind of in your set. I think um, if you're known as like a sad artist, like there's like, there's people that are awesome for it, like Donovan Woods or that kind of thing. But you kind of have to present it in your lyrics in a way that is 
uh, it can be like a you know, two-sided mirror or however you want to see it, right? People can kind of interpret it in their own way and it's not super direct mm. and you're not just like feeling it through yourself, just feeling like the singer's emotion fully and throughly. Like you're going to feel that and then feel the city, but you're going to be able to interpret it. And it's almost like a story, right? It's like, like a kid traveling to the city, you know, leaving home for the first time, finding love, experiencing heartbreak, um, going through these everyday emotions in life. And then also just building choruses that are, are fun to sing and fun to sing to the crowds. And like, you know, that yeah, as you're writing these songs, like people are going to sing this back and it's going to be really cool right um yeah the the chorus in ohio in the distance man i love that chorus that one is definitely one that people will thank be, you man. sing along thank you to. that's very like I, I always think of like kenny rogers or something when i hear that chorus like like oh yeah yeah i i, I could definitely get some uh, kind of country roots from it but uh, i don't know it had something a bit of like strombella-esque nice. to me as well nice. i love that too yeah those those are great man um and i mean i know you guys are like there's a lot of instrumentation on the album and I struggle with this a little bit when I do my music is I don't, you know, I don't always want to have to have a full, full band for every performance. That's really fun to do. But, you know, I do also like releasing songs that are acoustic and, you know, having a dynamic in there is cool, but you know, it's harder to get a full band together. It's obviously easier to do things with two, three or one person. So I kind of keep that in mind when I'm writing songs a little bit as well or formulating a set list, but how are you guys going about this tour? Is it just you and Connor playing or is it, kind of having some features in yeah, there as so well. uh myself and connor will be playing for uh the majority of the shows at everdale um our friend david ball is coming playing the drums so that's where we're going we're gonna go practice with him to this evening um yeah so we've kind of set it up so that connor plays the tambourine with his feet and we have a looper as well um i've been oh nice playing the piano and writing on the piano a little bit more so if I can get my hands on a rent, rent a piano, there, there could be a, a piano maybe towards the end, maybe in, uh, maybe in Guelph, uh, at the, like the final, the final show at the cornerstone there. Um, yeah. So we kind of get, get the loopers. We have a few, like for little love, there's a, um, there's a loop that we go off of, um, and Connor will loop his guitar live. Um, and we kind of work our way through the album that way. Um, so yeah, it, we've been playing it and practicing it and it sounds sounds different than the album obviously like you won't have the saxophone you won't have mm. the um you know the slide guitar um necessarily or you won't have um all of those little uh what was it like the sprinkles and things in little love you won't have all of that <laughs> but it's a it's a very unique live version so i I think that that's really mm -hmm. cool. I love, I, we just saw the Glorious Sons at Riverfest and they do like live versions of their songs. So they'll have different outros or prolonged outros. And um, obviously they have a big band, so it's not not similar. It's not like they're just playing the two of them. Um, but I guess I could kind of relate it to like Ed Sheeran or something who has a very full, right. like full sound on the album. And then when you see him live, it's it's still full, but it's it's different and it's still great. But yeah, have have some features too. And, that, and that's what I was going to say. I sort of have that in the old band I used to play in. It was like we would focus so much on the live show and to try to put on a killer live show. And then, but then there was nothing really online. Like you could hear something, but it wasn't quite what we wanted, you know? And, and so 
we didn't really have things for people to hear. And so I kind of switched gears in my mentality on that, where I think you're right, where you just said, you know, you can hear everything, you know, it's fully produced. It's, it's going to sound as good as it could possibly sound on this recording. Um, obviously it'd be great to play all this live, but that's a bit of a, a bigger show and, and, uh, getting more people involved. And so to go and see it live with the people who wrote it, you know, and super organically as it was written, and then to be able to pick up that album and see and hear you know all the other stuff that was added on there from that from that rooting i think it's kind of sick i think it's almost like uh, relatable to the album name itself you know going from some uh, you know acoustic kind of organic thing up to this big ass full-on production totally yeah i didn't even think about it in that way until right now but it's very cool very cool that you say that (laughs) um and i think the the thought behind it is to have a big band at some point like be able to play the yeah. festivals play river fest play hillside and be like hunter you want to come play acoustic guitar and you know like have dave <laughs> have david oh, yeah. come play the drums and have you know our buddy lazar come and play the the saxophone who like that's lazar was on two or three of the tracks and um our our friend rory out in uh out in Winnipeg, he was featured on like that's the strings that you hear in Ohio in the distance, and um, oh, sweet. And he's on a few a few other songs as well, and one of the interludes, and another song called Skyway. Um, so it's it's very very down home, like Ontario, you know, like the Skyway, like the Burlington Skyway. There's Skyway Road, which goes to like the Guelph Airport. Um, yeah, it's just a lot of inspiration from driving, especially I think. I've spent a lot of time driving yeah. and being like, what do I want to listen to in the car? And this, <laughs> those Ontarians, yeah. we're always man, driving like out here, man. 10 hours this weekend and <laughs> 10 hours, two weekends ago. Like, yeah, oh my gosh. it's, it's worth it. And yeah. And just that's just milk. to get milk. Just <laughs> that's, I got to take three boats to get to my car. <laughs> But it is a super inspiring um, country, man. In, in terms of just the nature and the, uh, just you know, the atmosphere of it, and going out west and even in northern Ontario, and just being in—I don't know—I find myself connecting to that kind of stuff as well. Like, even in my music too, I find a lot of the my you know metaphors and things like that have to do with northern nature Lights. and 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 that hey. and yeah, that kind of stuff. Hey, I, like, I love that song, man. It's great. It's, yeah. Thanks, man. That was another one where I was just sort of trying yeah. trying something new. When I heard it, I was like, "Yes, I love this." Because I love, like, I love <laughs> that kind of music. Like, you heard, you heard little love, right? So I, I was just like, "Yeah, we're on the same wave." Like, yes, <laughs> yeah. That, that's where I was getting the similar similar things. So I was curious to see how you guys approached it because I kind of worked with a producer who just I just did vocals and he took care of the okay. instrumentations. You know, I did some guitar and piano and stuff. I don't okay. even know if it got used. Well, we but, should make a song then. Yes, we've we've been long due though, man. We gotta, yeah, we gotta get this totally. together and get a couple. On, Ontario's got great nature and, and craft beers, so we should pick up a couple we, of those and we should do both of those things. Like go to a craft brewery and then go yeah. into nature and record a uh, little session. Let's make it happen. Let's do. Well, I know you're busy mm. in October a bit, but uh, maybe we can make something happen. Yeah, in, like in it, October even just like in Guelph, sometime. Right? we could we could do a little session on like a, yeah, like Brothers exactly. Radio or something. I, we we could do. Um, I love without a sound. I don't know if you. I don't know if you've released that on Spotify yet. That like acoustic. Yeah, acoustic yeah, I did. Version? I did. Uh, not acoustic though. Not acoustic. I actually do have one coming up uh, early October. I'm doing a, a recording session with um, this co- local company called Canadian Daydream. I'm okay. doing some recording with them. So 
we'll be doing uh we'll be doing an acoustic northern lights yeah oh nice shredding it. okay <laughs> yeah well, i don't know like when you release without a sound like that acoustic version specifically i watch that still watch it like once a week at least I appreciate that, man. That was a nice one. That was an easy one that kind of happened fast for me to write. I just sort of, I don't know, I just heard it. And even as I wrote it, I heard it kind of like growing in that, with that yeah. big ass outro. Um, I, I just was like, it was one of those ones that it was like, this is what's happening. It was like I wasn't even in control yeah. of it. You know, it was like a roller coaster with tracks and I was just fucking putting the pieces so together cool. as it went. It was weird, but it was fun. Yeah, I appreciate that, dude. Well, look, I I, I could literally talk to you for another hour, but I know you guys... Um, I'm running off to your band practice tonight, so I don't want to keep you because I know you got some shit to work on for uh yeah, for man. Friday. And then and then when's your Hillsborough date is right after Yeah, yeah Allison, right eh? after um the twenty fourth. And then I guess next weekend we're playing in Toronto, Great Lakes Brewery, on Friday, September thirtieth. And then we're going to Peterborough on October first. We're playing Jethro's Bar um it's a new little intimate space that's opened up in peterborough a lot of places have closed down unfortunately um and then mm-hmm. october 22nd at the cornerstone in guelph yeah that's the yeah. guelph one so gonna be a great time we're gonna possibly have uh, some cool stuff up our sleeve for that one but but stay tuned uh a little, little farm dinner maybe beforehand we're gonna gonna have some have some uh, <laughs> oh nice <laughs> yeah, some maybe a little farm to farm to table stuff. We're gonna have that in the in the works. So sweet dude. So I guess my last thing for you is like uh where would you like to direct people um just to check you out online and totally. Yeah, so you can uh you can go to Instagram at the North Coast Band. Uh you can go to the northcoastband.com. Uh we're gonna have merch up there soon, kind of after these next these these few shows are done. We're gonna see how much is left and put some some up on our website. Um and yeah, check out the North Coast Band YouTube. We have two videos out right now, and there's going to be a third. There's a kind of a consistent story that runs through it. So stay tuned for that. And uh, yeah, this has been great. Yeah, man, let's do it again when uh, when uh, you're kind of finished up the tour or something, and uh, I'm not keeping you from practice. So, dude, I really appreciate you, man. And I'm really psyched for the album. I guess now that you're here in this podcast, you could check out it on all stream platforms. Field to City. Field to City. The North Coast Band. Awesome, brother. Well, thanks, man. Have a good jam tonight and good luck on your show on Friday. Thank you so much, dude. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Duncan Ivany of the North Coast Band. You can check out their debut album, Field the City, on all streaming platforms now. Thank you for supporting the show. Remember that you can leave a rating or review or share it around just to help uh, other people find it on the streaming platforms. Thanks again. I'll be back October 17th with a brand new guest.